This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. If you haven't visited the Kansas City Barbecue Store in person or on the web, they literally have every supply that you can think of to make you not only successful at competition barbecue, but also the king of your cul-de-sac. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could want. And get this. As a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order during National Barbecue Month, which is May, by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, all caps, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. So visit thekansascitybarbecuestore.com today for all your barbecue needs. This podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word. All capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, pit pod. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on barbecuedata.com. All righty. We are here in the Pitmaster Podcast. My name is Luke Darnell, and this is a very cool episode, I think. Please allow me to introduce, he's been a guest on the show before, um, but I think it's I think it's fair that we should check in with him from time to time to see how his journey is going. So please join me in welcoming Steve Dotson, the cookout coach from DQ'd Barbecue. Steve, how are you, my friend? I'm doing really good, Luke. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. It's a happy little Thursday. <laughs> I uh, I haven't been home for a few days. I was doing some stuff after last weekend and Got here today and did some refrigerator stuff and some yard work and getting caught up on life. So, yeah, yes. things are we should be in Morgantown, West Virginia, uh, cooking Country Roads barbecue battle, but unfortunately, that's not happening. So, so yeah, yeah. congratulations on your win this past weekend. Thank you very much. It, uh, you know, I, I always said I love doubles because you get the chance for instant redemption. And whenever you actually cash in on that, it just feels so good. Yeah, especially with a seven oh nine. That's uh yeah. that's a pretty <laughs> high score. We're gonna talk about that already. That's, oh, um, we're gonna jump right in. We're gonna jump right okay. in. So okay. uh, for those of you that maybe haven't checked out the first episode with Steve, you need to because it talks about his journey as a very successful uh backyard uh competitor to him basically being cajoled and pressured into being pro, but he was always planning on doing that. So right. Um, right. I, we make jokes about it. We called him backyard Steve for a few weeks and then he went pro. Uh, but I think it's, uh, you know, we had you on when you were making that transition and you've cooked, I think, a total now. Let me pull up the tape from barbecuedata.com. You have cooked seven contests total. Is that correct? That's, yep. Yeah. I think last time we did this podcast, 
we had just came out of Galax where I cooked my first two pro. And so, right. yeah, since last time we checked in, we've done five. You've done five. So you've now cooked seven contests in which you have been grand champion of two of those. Um, yep. You have an overall average of 698. And you've won pork twice and won brisket twice, four times. Sorry, won brisket four times out of the seven contests that you've cooked. You've won brisket uh, four times. That that's correct. Yeah, uh, one would say that that's a pretty good start to your pro barbecue career. It's it's much better than I expected, uh, but not to say that we weren't always striving for that. Right. But just expectations versus reality. They don't always match up for some right. reason this year they have matched up. And so we just keep chugging. Yeah. I'm slow playing it. It's fucking insane. Uh, <laughs> it's insane. The success that you've had and what you've done. And uh, first and foremost, I'm very proud of you. Um, especially being a pit master from West Virginia uh, state where I'm from. It's great to see somebody that's been so successful, but what, what do you, where do you put, I mean, how, I guess is the question. Like, yeah. uh, Everyone wants to know how, how, how have you been so successful right out of the gate? Legitimate question for sure. Uh, I'm not sure I know the exact answer, but I can tell you what I think. Um, I've heard you talk about your superpower on here before is taking somebody else's process and just pulling the important parts. I don't know that I'm great at distilling processes down, but I'm try to be one of the most diligent students of the game. And that's just as simple as like, I try you and I talk a fair amount. I really try not to bother you too much with, with stupid stuff, but when you talk, I'm going to listen to it. And you know, everything you say, you know, I may come back to you a few weeks later and be like, Hey, that one thing that you said, what did you mean? Cause it's been mulling in my head for that long. And that's literally just how my brain works. Um, and I do a lot of cooking. I do a lot of cooking on my competition cookers, which are char griller gravity nine eighties. And I don't necessarily do a ton of comp cooking, but I cook on them for my YouTube channel constantly. So I'm just extremely familiar with my cookers constantly listening to people smarter than me and just trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. That's pretty cool, man. Um, it's been fun following following you on your journey and being there for some of it and uh, being there when you won Pork and Brisket in Urbana. That was pretty pretty special and uh, somewhat infuriating, but very, very special. <laughs> um, yeah, it's and that's a good point. You know, one of the things about being successful at competition barbecue is you know, being around people that have done it for years and, and paying attention and listening. And I think that's the lesson that people can learn from how, and let's not just say that it's, it's definitely not the people that you're talking to. You're a great cook. Um, you're a great cook. You have a lot of great videos up on your cookout coach YouTube channel. Uh, which if, for those of you listening, if you're not in on that, you should go check it out. Steve does a good job. Uh, there's also some very disconcerting pictures of him in the beginning. <laughs> He's got this goofy smile. It's so amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, but taking your taking what you do know about about cooking and 
you know, and you've done some pork in the backyard category before. Uh, so that's probably helped a little bit. But what do you think has been the key things for you in terms of being successful in the pork category? So I think you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, ever since Galax, and I don't know if it was because I, I got intimidated by the meat or what, but for some reason, stepping into the new division with four meats, I, I started slowing down even more during the turn-in process. And I'd, I'd heard you say this. I'd heard, you know, you talked to Tim Shear on a, a big podcast about it, of not giving up on anything and just keep tasting and keep seeing what it needs and what it needs and what it needs. And literally just for whatever reason that day when I started slowing down and paying more attention to the taste and how it felt in my mouth, um, I've slowly adapted that to all well, I'm still working on it, chicken, to be honest with you, but to pork, ribs, and brisket, I'm able to slow it down now and really just be in the moment and like taste it on the board. Um, and sometimes I, I like Saturday, I kind of went quicker than I should have. And I turned to those boxes and I, I knew I wasn't happy with them. Um, I was holding out hope for just hitting, you know, wild judges or whatever, but, but I knew I wasn't happy with them. And then Sunday rolls around, you know, it went back to paying all the attention that we could to those turning boxes. And, you know, we threw up a big number and you know, that's the number is inconsequential, but it wasn't by accident that we, we scored high in our group. Right. Right. No. And that's, it's something that, you know, I've been paying a lot of attention to as well as really focusing in on what's in front of me, taking the time to taste it, adding something and then tasting it again and being like, okay, that's too much or that's not enough. And, you know, this past weekend was one of the first weekends that Kim and I ever got crossed with each other during turn-ins and it started in chicken because I bit it. She bit it. I had done our usual, usual finish on it. And I said, that is not nearly enough. It is, it has no oomph to it. And, she claimed that it did. We let it sit for a little bit. We ate it again. And we still had the same fight. And I said, you're wrong. She said, I don't think so. And I said, well, I'm going to trust your palate. And uh, we got killed in chicken. But luckily, we did good in everything else. So, <laughs> Yeah. I've, I've got to the point where I've got a certain very specific way I taste ribs. Um, and it was, you know, take the bite of the bone, toss the bone aside. Well, now I take the bite of the bone, season all of the contenders that go in the box, including the one I just bit, and that's now going to be my taster throughout the rest of this. And if I have to go back to the contenders and grab another one, it's worth it to me to sacrifice that possibility for being confident in the flavor that's about to go in that box. It's easier to do on pork, especially when you're talking about pulled pork and money muscle. You've usually got some extra ones lying around. But yeah, to me, I cook three racks of ribs, so any of those contenders – they're valuable, but at the end of the day, if I've got to make the bargain, I would rather taste and know and, you know, gamble on tenderness, yeah, than not. Yeah, no. What about brisket? What's been the – because, I mean, it's not like you've cooked a lot of brisket, especially cooking Wagyu brisket. And yeah, you started firing shots right out the gate. Fun, fun story. I've cooked seven contests. And I've cooked eight Wagyu briskets. Um, 
And honestly, that's not I, a fun story. That's a fun story for me. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I, I know this isn't the best answer, but basically, when I went to Galax, I had resigned that, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do in brisket, but I'm sure as hell not turning in a tight wagon brisket. I'm not spending that much money to turn it. I'll turn it over. That's fine as a learning experience. And I just so happened to got close on day one and on day two, I pushed it further and turned it in. And that just happened to be the right tenderness. The, the taste portion of it, the amping it up on the board, you know, again, that was just slowing down taste and see what tasted good. And luckily, apparently judges and I generally agree on what tastes good. But the biggest thing was I wasn't afraid to push it, even if that meant possibly failing at it. Happened to hit the right tenderness and was able to remember what that felt like in my hand. Right, and that's important. And But I, I mean, and I, I just feel like, I feel like we're having a phone conversation right now because this is really kind of how our phone <laughs> conversations go. You know, this weekend of brisket, we ate the slice just like we always do right off the brisket. And we were both like, Jesus, that's great. And then I blindly went about my finishing process and kept tasting, but I didn't, I didn't realize like this was fine before I put all that shit on it. Like I didn't need to do it. And, and, you know, and I think that I think a lot of finishing and I, I know people are probably getting tired of me talking about this on the podcast, but I don't care. Cause I think it's the most important part of competition barbecue is finishing. And I really think that not only do you have to be bold with what you want to do, but you also have to edit yourself significantly. I think that's a huge thing. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And uh, when it comes to brisket specifically, um, basically I finish in, in building layers in two steps. So I'll come in with a powder that, that is sharp. It's right in your face but then you know i've i've got my jus that way i look at it, like it creates a peak and then that jus levels it off and i taste it and if it's enough then we're done and if it's not we go through the process and build it up some more and level it off and that's kind of just how i look at it that's how it feels when i'm doing it um so that you know i i feel comfortable that if if i started the finishing process and it went too far i believe i could i could take some of that back off um with a swipe of the brush. I haven't you had can to a little bit. Yet. You can yeah, a little for bit. Sure. But I mean, it's funny because it's, you know, <laughs> you can always add more shit. Sometimes you can't take shit away. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the honest God truth. And it's like slicing and it's like you get, it's not like you can recut that rack of ribs. So you have to be really careful when you do it. Right. And just, you know, make sure that you're making good decisions. So, man, I, I'm just, I'm just glad that we could check in with you and, uh, you know, you've been lighting it up and it's been fun to watch and fun to follow your process and your progress. And I know you've got some big plans this fall, you know, in terms of I think you're going to go cook your first American Royal. Yeah. Yeah. We're planning on doing that. Um, you know, if the cards fall right, just because of luck, because I'm from West Virginia, um, you know, I've got some friends who are 
pretty good at barbecue out here. And, but, you know, if they can stay off the board, then we might get the home state draw for the Jack, which would be cool. Um, you know, those are, those are both two big contests that, you know, are a bucket list contest that even when I was in the backyard, the goal was always to get to those. And then coming to this year, it's like, well, this probably isn't going to be the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that we've got the shot, we've got to take it. Absolutely. It's funny you mentioned your backyard years because every conversation now, you, like I bring something up about how you're killing it right out of the gate. And you're like, I've been cooking for years. And I'm like, those backyard <laughs> things don't matter anymore. None of that matters. It's off the board. What's funny is my crutch categories this year are the big meats. Like my ribs are still okay. My chicken's. You know, it's ridiculous. It's, I don't even want to talk about it. Like your crutch categories <laughs> are the big meats. Like nobody says that. You know, it, it's. <laughs> but you have been killing it. You have been killing it, and uh, I can't wait. What's your schedule look like for the rest of the year? So I'm thinking about adding. Um, I'm definitely doing almost heaven next month in Roanoke, West Virginia. I'm thinking about adding Welch, West Virginia, just because it's close and diesel prices. I can't have a hard time turning down close contests. Um, After that, it's sort of up in the air. I'm thinking about adding either Wise or Smoke on the Mountain. And then that would be July. I'll probably take a break through August because I didn't plan on doing that many this year. But because of, you know, the Royal coming up, you know, it's, it's the longest shot ever, but. I never want to go anywhere unprepared. So I'm thinking about picking up uh, either recovery fest or there's a new one in Manassas in September um, just to sort of knock the, the rust off before we head out to Kansas city. Very, very cool, man. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll be at some of those contests, probably the ones you're not at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah. It's, it's an interesting time out here in the East Coast and barbecue. There's just not a lot of contests. A lot of them have gone away and just kind of got to play it by ear. Yeah, a lot of them have low team counts, to be honest with you. But in a year where, um, you know, getting around is kind of tough this year. You know, yeah. luckily, Mannington, the one we just did was 30 minutes down the road from me. Welch is a couple hours, but it's still within the state. I feel like I can't pass those up. Right. I'm pretty excited about the Manassas contest because it's 12 minutes from my house. Um, nice. Never had any of that before in my life. So just to be able to, like, I'm going to sleep in my house, like, the night before a contest. I'm, somebody was like, are you still going to stay in the trailer? I'm like, no. If <laughs> <laughs> I literally live I right around the corner, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the, there's... um. There's been a rib, two rib contests right down the road from me. And uh, my brother, who's the other half of the team, didn't come with me. And it was earlier in this year. And he's like, man, it's going to be cold. I said, Johnny, I'm going to be at my house in my bed. Like, I don't care how cold it gets. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Cool, man. Well, any uh, partners and links you want to put out there? Sure. So uh, anybody who uh, hasn't, seen me i'm on youtube at cookout coach anybody who has any questions you know facebook and instagram is the easiest place to get a hold of me uh you know our, our partners charter has been the longest one uh like i said we're out there with um gravity 980s on on the circuit and then uh b and b charcoal is what we run 
you know, we're, we're team B and B this year. Cosmos Q is, is where we run a lot of our ropes and sauces. And most recently, uh, Compart port came on, you know, I've been running Compart since last year. Um, and so now we're officially on team Compart. So that's kind of awesome. Very cool, man. Very cool. All righty. Well, we'll see you down the road. Awesome. Take care. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke TikTok as well. Old Virginia Smoke, one word. That's all you have to search for. It's hilarious. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022.